Hello, my beautiful, beautiful, delicious, and powerful listeners. I'm so honored to have you join me yet again in another little adventure in the Powerful Inc. Startup Stories podcast series. Today, I'm so excited. Surprise! When aren't I? But today I'm speaking with Kelly Themright, and Kelly and I became online friends, although when you're a bit metaphysical, it doesn't matter because your energy finds each other regardless of um, the format. So Kelly and I met through a mutual mentor in a group. I responded to a post, and then it was just magic since. And in our little preamble, um, she pulled an oracle card to ground us in, and it was so gorgeous, and my whole body just dropped. And this is often what I say to her, is that she is like the spa for me when I see her posts and, and just lean her way so that I can feel her very relaxing. She's got this beautiful, soft, deep energy around her. So who is she? What's the deal? <laughs> Where can you find her? Kelly Femright, obviously, um, her website link will be in the episode description here. Um, so Kelly now works in, I'll let her say it in her own words, but I always play it forward first, works in the light and energy and healing and field of intuition. And <laughs> I met her relatively well after she said yes to this part of herself. And when I read her bio on her website, I am like, corporate, corporate, you were in corporate. And it just is like, um, like as though an alien were coming out of my coffee cup. I just don't see those things coming together. And but they're, they are always a part of the story, and it's an important part of the story because we may not see what we need to see unless we're put in such a juxtaposition. So, um, it, and before I hand it over to her, and I'm very close, she said yes to herself. She heard something inside and listened. And you have heard this, if you've been listening to the interviews, you've heard this over and over and over. So that practice of that um, is important. And so today we're going to talk about, you know, Kelly's story and also about what it was like to transition her business um, and, uh, and how it's going for her these days. So welcome, welcome, welcome my dear friend and beautiful, beautiful light. Kelly, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. That was such a beautiful introduction. And I loved it, especially the part about how do you come from corporate? Because it is, it's a funny story. And it actually came up recently. I had a birth chart reading done. And she asked me the same question you just you just <laughs> asked. She's like, I don't see you being in corporate on this birth chart anywhere on it. So she's like, tell mm -hmm. me, how did you get there? Mm -hmm. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah. So, you know, I, I worked in the field of oil and gas for, oh almost, for almost 10 years, for almost 10 years, I did. Um, it was a job sort of like right out of college and I had, you know, gotten my degree in communications. And so I stepped out of college and back then it was like, get a job. Yeah. So the company was hiring and I got an entry level job there. Mm -hmm. And I didn't think about it too much because I like to think back now, it was the societal programming and mm -hmm. all of the family programming and all the generational programming mm -hmm. telling mm -hmm. you, this is what you need to do to get out of college and get a job. You need to mm -hmm. make an income. You need to pay your bills. Yep. Yep. I didn't think about it too hard. I just did it. Yeah. The book of life. A, yes. B, C, follow the recipe. Don't yeah. deviate. Yes, do for sure. Yeah. So in that company, I went through um, several different roles. I, for a while, I was like, maybe this is my path because I was feeling motivated to kind of raise up the corporate ladder a little bit. I, I got my MBA while I was mm -hmm. there. Like they mm -hmm. paid for it entirely. 
So I got that out of being at the company. That was, I'm like, okay, a bonus. <laughs> um, well, a significant bonus. Yeah. Like, so that's I, yeah. an expense, right? Yeah. So I got that. Um, sure. And then after a certain point, it was actually the catalyst was having my daughter, Emma. Sure. So after I had her, it's yeah. just like everything shifted inside yeah. of me. And I can't explain it exactly, but I know a lot of us go through it as new moms, like yeah. almost like an identity shift. Like what, you know, is this really what I want to be doing every single day? I'm missing her. I don't want to be at the office 10 hours, you know, while she's home in, in daycare or with, you know, babysitters. I just, I just felt like a deep need to make a change at that point. But it took a couple extra years after that to actually of course. get to transition. Yeah. But that's to me where it all started. And it, it's kind of, it kind of was a catalyst for my spiritual journey as well. Yes. Because I, you know, went after I had her, I had a little bit of the postpartum anxiety, the mm-hmm. postpartum depression. And mm-hmm. I would find myself at work just kind of, um, so I breastfed and I would be in the mom's pumping room, just kind of like, in a daze and just kind of like feeling like, I don't even know why I'm here. You know, I would take extra time and I'm sure my boss didn't like it. (laughs) To just be in the room and can, can connect to your postpartum body and in the States. So Kelly's in the States, like one of the great injustices of the world is the teeny, teeny maternity leave. That is. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like I just, So yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I would just be in there and I would just be de- like dozing off or mm-hmm. dazed or, mm-hmm. you know, and I knew disconnected, that completely disconnected, disconnected in a, living in a different reality going, what is happening? For sure. So yeah. what started happening was I'm like, I, you know, I feel like I need, I need to make a change. I need to do something. I'm just not happy here anymore. Mm-hmm. This might've been what my 20 four-year-old self thought I wanted, but now that I'm approaching 30, it's just not working anymore. So that kind of was the catalyst for it. And then, so shortly after, I think when she was around a year and a half, I decided to start a blog Mm -hmm. going back further into my history. I've always been a writer. Mm -hmm. So I used to write when I was like 10 years old, I would write these um fantasy like made up stories and I still have a big notebook of them <laughs> oh wonderful yeah oh, so, so record I've, keeping record keep you never know when it might come back I know I know right? I've actually thought like. about like going back and looking at them and using them for children's books or something totally, totally. how cool would that be yeah um so yeah I used to write in my childhood I just I've always loved writing. I've always felt like, so alive when I'm writing. Like that mm-hmm. is one of my big like passions. And I feel almost like I can tap into source spirit and channel spirit when I'm writing sometimes. It's just that powerful. It comes through me. Yes, absolutely. So it is, yeah. I, Journaling, writing, creative expression is a good way to pull from the deep cosmos inside us. Absolutely. Yeah. So I returned to that because often, so I think I was watching either a webinar or a coach speak or some free event. And they had said, go back. If you're feeling like you're stuck, if you're feeling like you do not have passions in your life right now, and you just, you know, there's something more, go back to what you love to do in childhood. Sure. So I ran with that and I was like, yes, I love to write. That makes me feel so alive. So I started a blog for working moms. So that's where the whole business sort of started. I love that because it's so simple, so Mm -hmm. simple and something that you could do without um, like a lot of um, clutter, right? I mean, you just need pen and paper or a Google doc and away you go. And you can just let it pour out. And it sounds like, yes, this is where the business started from, but it was more for you to listen to what was happening when you were in the pumping room 
and go and explore what that was. And writing was familiar. And um, as you mentioned, brought in this energy for you. So now you're practicing your intuition through writing this blog and through getting a message from your heart out to others. It's like your heart was responding to the thumping in other women's hearts who were feeling the same thing. Yeah, definitely. Um, Yeah, you described that beautifully. I really think it was now that I'm thinking back on it. And sometimes, you know, how you are thinking about those scenarios and you do place yourself right back there. So I had a really sort of emotional, visceral experience. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm actually in the middle of writing a book. So I'm writing a book about my experiences, about my transition from corporate to entrepreneur and everything in between the whole, Mm -hmm. you know, the mother journey and everything. Mm -hmm. And I had this like visceral emotional experience when I was writing about those moments and Mm -hmm. about how I was feeling. It was almost as if I was releasing, almost releasing something, releasing emotions again or maybe they were still living within me and I was releasing them as I was writing yeah so that was really powerful to step back into prior situations in your life that caused you to reevaluate or to caused you to um to switch directions or to come up with something new or to realize something about yourself and to like take yourself back back into that time like cellularly, right? Yeah. And then you're reliving it. And so your your inner body and your inner, again, cosmos is like responding, which then infuses whatever it is that you're creating with that energy, which then sends that pulse out into the world. So you yes. shook something loose. And yes. you know what? I was <laughs> I was recounting my not my birth story, my daughter's birth story to, oh my God, long lost friend calls me up out of, after 10 years, <laughs> she, your little mini segue. And then I have a quote I want to read that we're going to lose our minds over, especially the moms. I've been showing up more in the business. This friend I emailed late last year, didn't really hear back, putting my pulse out there, which is like what we're talking about here, putting the pulse out there. And then she appears and she's like, Hey buddy, what's up? I have a business idea, by the way, how are you? What's new? <laughs> so we, I'm, what I'm trying to do here is really explain the actual tangibility of this so-called energy and mysticism yeah. and vibes all that stuff like it it's it's actually physical even Mm -hmm. if it seems invisible Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and there is there can be something truly good disruptive beautifully disruptive when new life forms through the body and if we think of this in a very high state of mind I think this quote, it just floored me when I saw it um, at my acupuncturist's office in a midwife clinic. It says, in giving birth to our babies, we may find that we give birth to new possibilities within ourselves. From John and Myla Kabat-Zinn. So I'll include that um, in the episode right up. In giving birth to our babies, we may find that we give birth to new possibilities within ourselves. And that's what you're describing. And that definitely, like, when I look at my daughter, it stirs, she pulls out more of me. She calls on the deeper of me. And, yes. mm-hmm. but that, that skill isn't one that requires having a child. So we could even in lieu of in giving birth, when we say yes to ourselves, yeah. we may find and and it still works because not everybody's having kids so right holy smokes <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely love that quote gave me chills right yeah yeah you know, it brings me to tears it brings me to tears it is it, it is so true my daughter oh my gosh she is just one of those so you know how they talk about 
like the rainbow children or the right. indigo children. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm convinced she's one of them because mm-hmm. she just, even when she was little, had these insights that I was like, where did that come mm-hmm. from? How did you mm-hmm. say that? How mm-hmm. do you know that? Like, <laughs> well, I lived in your body, mom, and you're like this insane wizard of an intuitive healer. So <laughs> you kind of supercharged me. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it is just amazing um, how kids, when you just let them be kids, mm-hmm. let them be in their full expression, mm-hmm. let them be their intuitive selves and mm-hmm. see that developing. It is yeah. just incredible. And it, it kind of relates to the work I'm doing because, you know, a lot of the work I do is helping the women clear generational yeah. stories and traumas and limiting beliefs that they're yeah. holding on to in their yeah. energetic bodies. And that comes from when we were our kids age. Yeah. A lot of it comes from when we were their age. So just being able to in real time, do that work with women, but mm-hmm. then also nurture yes. my seven-year-old is just like, I'm getting chills again. It's, right? just, it's, it's incredible to be yeah. able to do that. It's revolutionary and it, it will, send out a new pulse and we're in the age of intuitive healing, right? What we're going into um, uh, the age of like enlightenment. And so, and I, I mean that just to explain like in connection to planetary alignments and space and time continuum <laughs> to get really out there. <laughs> um, but I love it. I'm like, I'm living in the land of stardust these days. It's so fun. <laughs> I love that. This whole other <laughs> dimension. Um, and so, oh, okay, I'm going to take a breath because there's a lot going on in this conversation already. Yeah, this, and- um, <laughs> it's very, very powerful to think about all of that. And yeah. even to me, I tell people, even if you can't logically understand it or explain yeah. it, just have, you know, just think about it and how big everything is and how, and I always go back to like, I've said this almost my whole life. How could we, like, how could we be the only like people in the universe? Right. It just Mm -hmm. doesn't make sense Mm -hmm. to me Mm -hmm. that we could be the only beings, I guess, in Mm -hmm. the universe when the universe is so big. So, so, and, oh, okay. Well, we'll get lost down that rabbit hole. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to put on my, my Capricorn hat and bring us back yeah. <laughs> um, and come back to, well, obviously Kelly and I will have more conversations and we'll lead into more of this stuff. So stay tuned. Um, so let's, let's come back now and um, to the blog <laughs> and the writing, but I just, again, we'll say like, look at, look at what opened when we said, well, in Kelly's case, when she said yes to this, and this conversation isn't one that we could have had if we had met three or five years ago. Um, and it's new for me. And I, I've always been a bit sparkly, um, whatever that means to you. It's the word that feels right for me to try and describe this. But I, you've heard me say it, listeners, over and over, the systems and structure, and that's, you know, the the foundation of my business is providing that strategy and um forward action. Um, But there's so much, there's always so much more and that more just comes from the within. And so what I want to take advantage of with having Kelly here today is talking about that transition, talking about um, how the blog became more, what her business growth, what the birth of the business looked like, and then also giving space to obviously bleed in a lot of following intuition because even for me like I I know it's in there um, but I'm not no I'm practicing that skill I'm mm-hmm. practicing that skill and and this is how do you practice intuition is like <laughs> intuitively <laughs> it's a circular answer so let's come through back to that and so you um unsatisfied in the job we're looking for a change the voice was calling within the the drumbeat of your heart and other women's hearts who were feeling that brought you back to your writing and Mm -hmm. then yes so and then um so yes I started uh 
I started writing frequently on the blog. I just made like a Facebook page, website. Yeah. Website, Facebook page and Instagram. I did all of it. I just started advertising it. And then I started getting readers. Um, At first it was not monetized at all. And then I started getting a little bit into monetization, but I didn't go too deep into it because I just felt intuitively, I intuitively, I felt that it was going to, yes, I love the writing, but it was going to be so much bigger than that. Mm -hmm. And now thinking back, Mm -hmm. it makes sense. Right. So it's sort of like when you're talking about following your intuition and infusing that into the process, um, sometimes you just get a nudge to do something, but you don't know what that's going to look like in three Mm -hmm. years. It might just be the first step. That blog was the first step I needed to take. And it's not necessarily that I was going to become a million dollar blogger. That wasn't it at all. It was Mm -hmm. the first step I needed to take to get to where I am today. So So that's detachment from the outcome. That is the purest form of saying yes, that there is. And that is what can continue to expand, to open doors and to lead. So it's coming at it with curiosity and joy without any thought of outcome, to do it just to do it. Yes, for the pure joy. And yes, I remember that I would you know, it would be Saturday morning and I would just feel so excited to like sit down and write a blog post. And I would just feel, I would feel just so full and like, just so like happy, like, oh my God, I love doing this. This is really what I'm supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. Then I, you know, continue my Saturday with my family and just be Mm -hmm. so filled with joy from that. And so I did that for, I think it was about two years. While still working? While still working. So I continued to do that for two years while still working. I also tapped into things that drove my passions within my corporation that weren't necessarily related to my job role. So you found ways to express yourself in other places. Yes. While you were still at work. So you're practicing those skills and letting them out while you're still at work because you're not attached to the outcome of using them. Yes. Yes. So it was, you know, becoming um, a leader in our women's network. So we did, we hosted a lot of um, events and speakers and workshops. Mm -hmm. And I was super interested in that because I love personal development and I was Mm -hmm. all into that. Like I pretended that like that was my full-time job at that point. Cause I'm like, this is so exciting. Obviously you have to strategize your time and you don't have all the time because you're it's actually not an extra role you're getting paid for, but I loved it. So I made time to do it. And, you know, I continued with those things until I hit a certain point and it actually, the catalyst was really, and I think this was for a lot of women and parents in general, the catalyst was the pandemic hitting. Mm. Because I came into 2020 and I had all these big goals and dreams Mm -hmm. and I had, you know, I had written down what I wanted to do in 2020 Mm -hmm. and I had put my, my vision board and I had done all these things. And one of the things on the vision board was to start a podcast. So 2020 rolls around and I get into January, you know, getting into February and then March, March was when like everything changed because everything shut down. So I'm sitting there at home and I'm just having all this time to think and to lean into my intuition and to lean into my daily practices. So I actually got to wake up and meditate and wake up and do yoga because I Mm -hmm. made time for it since I was at home full time working, Mm -hmm. but I didn't Mm -hmm. have to commute. I didn't have these other, no drop off, no commute, nothing. So I just had all this time to explore my inner world. And I think really, that was really the catalyst that was like, okay, I'm going to do this thing. Like I am going to take this business, this business to the next level. I'm creating this podcast. I don't care how long it takes. So it was um, about June, 2020. I actually released my first episode 
mm-hmm. on my podcast, which the first iteration of it was called Confessions of a Working Mom, because mm-hmm. I still was in the corporate world. Yeah. So yeah, that was, so I did that. I marked that off my vision board, right? I did that. Um, another thing I did was I started brainstorming all of the skills and all of the um, talents and all of the things that I had been doing in different jobs throughout the years. And I kind of thought like, what could I make into, what could I serve people online? What could I do? And then I started following a lot of female entrepreneurs who were doing different things, who were VAs, who were OBMs, who were Mm -hmm. in different roles. And so my first business paying business starting out was a VA. So I would, um, yes, female entrepreneurs, um, mostly so I had like personal development sort of authors and speakers and different women entrepreneurs who needed that extra um, administrative assistance but also I had been I self-taught myself how to build websites at that point so I had all those skills (laughs) I had all the WordPress skills and the back of the tech skills and all of those things so I'm just like I'm just going to offer up everything and see what people want. That's basically what I did. What I love so much about all of this, everything. (laughs) What I want to point out so that we really hear it is you weren't looking ahead into something. The answer is out there. Where am I? You were going, who am I? And what do I already have? And how can I leverage this? Yes. And the difference is sometimes we attach to our beautiful business creative idea and we lose sight of what already is. You took advantage in the opposite way. And by not being attached, because I think you probably intuitively knew that this (laughs) was going to lead to something else like the other things had. Um, What's also brilliant is in being a VA, you get to learn how businesses run by people who already have them in a fairly intimate context because you're you're very personal to that business owner. And then you figure out what the different pieces of businesses, what they require, what it looks like behind the scenes rather than just the commercial that we may see online. Mm-hmm. And again, like you knew where you were going and the in-between was up for grabs, yeah. which is so, so strategic, <laughs> which, you know, maybe is another word for intuition, but for us more hard-skilled people, <laughs> we like to attach a, a bit more definition to it. Yeah. And so you're still working corporate. Now you're branching into growing a side hustle, as yes. it may be called, as a VA. You're utilizing the time available. And then Yes. So, yes. So I started and I actually, um, this idea came to me, um, before like the height of the pandemic. So I had the idea in my head, Mm -hmm. but then during it, like I said, I had, you know, I was at home, so I Mm -hmm. had time to implement hop on my personal computer an hour Mm -hmm. before I started my other job Mm -hmm. and start doing things Mm -hmm. towards this business and start building things and start, attracting clients and start doing all these things all it takes is to have an an hour right just an hour to dedicate it will intentional hour a day yeah an intentional hour a day will get you there and it's all about that power and that intention you're setting Mm -hmm. for it Mm -hmm. um so I started doing that and so by like I said by June I had launched the VA side hustle Mm -hmm. And launched my podcast. So I had a place to advertise the side hustle. But I also, that was also very personally fulfilling for me because I interviewed women just like we're doing right now. So I interviewed women from all over the world that were in corporate roles or in their Mm -hmm. own businesses, Mm -hmm. um, just tapping into their stories Mm -hmm. and how they got to where they are, what lessons they learned along the way, how their motherhood journey, you know, a lot of topics that would come up on that podcast were 
after becoming a mom, like what changes in that whole transition and all of these things. And I just felt so personally fulfilled by Mm -hmm. that experience. And then launching into the side hustle, I started getting more clients. I started getting steady clients. Mm -hmm. And it was within, I think, three months from June, I want to say. So by like October, I started thinking, you know, I really want to just try to, to, to launch into this full time. I had intuitive downloads like all over about what yeah. this could be. Like rain, <laughs> and, like it's just all of a sudden. So yeah, I'm like, I'm like, I know that if I put my full effort into this and step yeah. into it, it's just going to be, it's just going to be beautiful. And it's going to be exactly what I'm meant to be doing and all of these things. And so, you know, we had the hard part is when you're married, when you're in a relationship, having those conversations with your spouse, because it's like, sometimes people don't understand, you want to walk away from a corporate role, you're making such and such salary with these Mm -hmm. benefits. And Mm -hmm. how could you do that? Like, Mm -hmm. people just question it. So you have to be really, really strong in to me in your personal belief in yourself and in your, I call it higher self to guide your life and to not let others guide it. Because I think for me, for so many particularly and particularly in a marriage, this has come up. Um, Some women that I've spoken to have just had really frank conversations with their husbands. And it included um, sometimes planning out finances for certain months and having to build up to uh, a minimum revenue consistent. So producing a minimum revenue for a certain number of months before uh, to like prove, but more to really test the, um, I don't know, like the product, product yeah. testing, right? To see if it's really gonna fly. Cause we don't always get it right out of the hop, yes. even though like I was alluding to earlier, we're like, this is not my thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, <not> right. to you. <laughs> right. So yeah, I mean, you have to go through all of those conversations and those um looking back on it. I always reflect and look back on yeah. it. It's always yeah. it's not so much that people don't want to see you follow your dream or to succeed. It's not that. Mm-hmm. It's their own fears. Mm-hmm and programming and conditioning Mm -hmm. that is making them question and act in those ways. And so if you can actually get beyond others programming, subconscious programming, Mm -hmm. and just look at them like objectively and just focus on yourself and, and kind of tell yourself, even tell yourself every day, that is not mine to carry. Whatever Mm -hmm. they are responding, that is their programming. That is their beliefs that is their sometimes limiting beliefs or scarcity mindset, things like that, that came from their background and their experiences. And it's not mine to carry. So kind of releasing that really helps too, when you're trying to make those kind of decisions. There's, and that just brings into so much more. Now I'm just going to pause this for one sec. Yeah. Be right back. My child is yeah. calling. No problem. Okay. So a little intermission. Um, I have a child and I'm not going <laughs> to pretend I don't. She's amazing. <laughs> and this is the real world. So um, we're back. Although to you, it's all one seamless audio that had just a blip in the, <laughs> in the middle. Anyway. So Kelly, um, take us through now the conversation with husband and what that planning looked like to really um, take it up another level from becoming a side hustle to the real, the full meal deal. Yeah. So as I was, um, when we left off, as I was talking about sort of, you know, when you make a decision for your life or you feel like you have, you know, this intuitive calling, this big dream. And I was saying how it's not necessarily how, you know, that your spouse or your loved ones or even your family members don't want to support you. It's just Mm -hmm. they have their own 
beliefs yeah. and programming yeah. coming in that makes them scared and nervous about mm -hmm. the path forward. So I'll be honest with everyone. I did not um, quit my job in the most conventional way. So mm -hmm. I, I like, I didn't give a lot of notice. I walked in one day and I had the conversation with my husband. He was aware of it. He was aware of what was going on. He just didn't know I was going to be doing it that soon. So <laughs> I walked in. I walked in one day and I just was in a really bad state of mind. Mm. I was just, but I knew. So it wasn't as if I, you know, they say don't make big decisions when you're in that bad state of mind. Yeah. At the same time, I knew with a hundred percent certainty and confidence that I didn't want to be there anymore. And that mm -hmm. I, if I, if I stayed another day, if I stayed another week, another month, whatever, that I was just going deeper and deeper into down a road mm -hmm. that I didn't want to go down. And stay too attached to. So, yes, um, this is great because when I first met entrepreneurship, um, it, it, well, was sort of 90s-ish. And there was this like, oh, you jump and build your parachute on the way down. And that has evolved so much. Thank you, women, for becoming entrepreneurs. <laughs> and no offense, men. Love you too. Um, but what, so, you know, in listening to that, you, <clears throat> we say intuition one more time. You were listening <laughs> to your intuition, um, but not, not like in a, compartmentalized piece in a greater whole. And I want to point this out because it's sort of like we know when we know and, and we're the only ones who can know when it's that time. And for me, I'm not ready yet. I'm not, mm -hmm. you know, I just, I've always been insecure. I'm still insecure. I, it's fine. Now it's managing that insecurity so that I'm not holding myself back and stepping into the, I am stepping into the zone of discomfort, but comfortably. <laughs> so um, for you, it felt right. And you, you were tuned into the future. So, yeah. you know, this wasn't an isolated moment. And then it also would have put a healthy type of pressure and accountability for you to really go all in. And yeah. I just want people to hear that um, Kelly had come to a good place in her self-development and spirituality to make that decision, which is why yeah. she did it the way she did. And we have to come to our own place and time in that. And, yeah, and for sure. You want to feel good about it. For sure. Yeah. And it almost, as you were saying that, it just came to me that it's almost as if it all, like the, the moment that I knew and then when I did it, when mm -hmm. I walked away from that job to go full time in my business, it was a big part of my spiritual awakening mm -hmm. because it was me awakening mm -hmm. to like, what am I doing? Like, mm -hmm there's something more, there's something more meant for me out there. There's something that I'm not fully utilizing that I'm not tapping into that. I am not, um, that I'm not, you know, like that I'm not exploring fully. There's something there. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the times when you do have those kind of spiritual awakening moments, it is almost like turning, sometimes turning your life upside down. Mm -hmm. And and I feel looking back, that's really what happened. Or right side up. <laughs> or right side up, yeah. <laughs> right side up. <laughs> so it was almost as if yeah. I couldn't really. Uh, yes, I had the free will. We all have free will to yeah. to choose what direction we're going in. But it was almost as if something mm -hmm. more powerful was at play, where it was like you know this is the direction. This is the direction you need to go in. Trust, like trust that it is the direction. So um, I'm obsessed with the movie Frozen 2 because of that. <laughs> we were just listening to that soundtrack in the car last night. Yes. And I told, 
my daughter, Emma, I said, you know, this, this movie really reflects my life. And she's mm -hmm. like, what are you talking about, mom? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, no, it really does. Like, listen to the songs and the lyrics. Mm -hmm. And it, it like really reflects my life so far. <laughs> um, uh, I've trained Georgia to interpret that movie as Elsa's soul calling out to her. Yes. Yes. And so that is her contextualization of that. And it's a gift because, <laughs> okay, mom ramble. Pre-child, I was all like, oh, the hype, oh, the frozen, Bleh. and <laughs> then it sucked me in under its spell, <laughs> and so, um, and I've recommended it to uh, another entrepreneur friend who doesn't have kids, but th the message is there, and so when you talked about that spiritual awakening, um, I will visualize it by saying, without spoilers, if you haven't seen the movie Frozen 2, but I do recommend you watch it, when Elsa comes to the edge and says, how do I follow you into the unknown and goes blam and sends this blast of energy and the universe responds. So obviously when you come to that place, you do send a charge out. And because like, if, even if we move away from talking about things in the mystic level and talk about them in the physics level, like this is energy for yes. every action, for every reaction and equal whatever that quote is for every action and equal reaction. Yes. That sort equal of thing. And so, opposite. I think equal and opposite. Yeah. That, that sort of theme. So you quit. How much notice did you give? And then you jump into business and how long ago was this now? So we're at the start of 2023. This was um, fall 2020. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So just, fall just 2020. Two, and a half, two and a half years ago. Mm -hmm. When your so daughter started kindergarten basically. Yes, that was actually, yes, I'm glad you brought that up. That was another big catalyst for me because, yeah. um, so I just thought about it for a long time, even at the beginnings of me wanting to create this side hustle and this business. Um, one of my big goals was to be able to work from home full time mm -hmm. when she started kindergarten. Because I wanted to be able to be there to put her on the bus, to get her yeah. off the bus in the afternoon, to do, to go volunteer in her class, mm -hmm. to do things like that. Mm -hmm. And I just, that was one of my big driving catalysts. And I, I kind of put, set it as a goal for myself. I didn't necessarily know at the time that it was going to be going full time in the business. I was also applying to remote jobs and to right. fully remote jobs. So I was like putting feelers out in yeah. like all areas. And so I didn't like it, like you said, I didn't necessarily know that's what it was going to be, but I knew with un, you know, without a doubt, with certainty, with, with, with certainty, great certainty, with great certainty, I knew that when she started kindergarten, I was going to be at home. I was going to be working at home full time in some mm -hmm. capacity. Mm -hmm. And I made it happen. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, this, this is another important piece. You committed to your online business. Mm -hmm. You said yes to your soul. But again, you weren't attached to it being any one definitive thing. And this is really important because listeners, I've heard others. And if you've listened to my entire series, <laughs> you'll have heard this come up too. Um, that it's not like you only have one option now that you said yes to the business. You right. can bring money in in different ways. Absolutely. And this is an important emotional detachment to your business because your business is an enigma. It is its own being now that you've birthed it. And if you attach to it, you constrict and yes. inhibit yourself and it from fully forming, mm -hmm. right? So don't pressure yourself too much. And I'm saying this even for myself, um, you know, and trying to think of different ways that I can just get incomes coming in to get that transition going, that you have all kinds of options. And in the digital world, 
uh, there's all kinds of things that can be done to bring money in uh, while you're still doing something else. But the bigger picture of what Kelly's done here is started creating that lifestyle and then finding ways to support it, which is again, that reverse engineering, which is brilliant. So if we're kind of pushing one way and not quite getting there, try to shift what you're doing, rearrange it a little bit to move some things around and open up um, other uh, other possibilities along the way. And mm-hmm. so I'm very linear. And this visualizes for me that instead of going in a, you know, the entrepreneur graph is not straight, it's like a heartbeat chart. But instead of just thinking that you have tunnel vision on on monetizing your primary business idea, that is the top of the triangle, but then branch out and bring along all kinds of other things with you because like Kelly did, it it just increases, increases your skills, increases your exposure, um, increases your awareness and can bring forth lots of new connections. Oh, yes. Yeah. The amount of connections alone is just mm. incredible since I started mm-hmm. showing up online in this yeah. capacity. Um, just for the connections alone, I would say like doing something like this mm-hmm. that you're doing right now, just for the connections alone for with um, expanding in your relationships and with meeting new people and just sharing all of our knowledge together. Mm-hmm. It's just like, it expands everybody. Yeah. Like when yeah. one of us learns it, we all learn. Right. Yeah. So just doing things like this is just so valuable for that. And going back to what you said about not necessarily having to like, you can, there's always ways to make money. Right. So that was mm-hmm. one That was one of my realizations I had to come to while I was in the business full-time after I went in full-time was that, like you said, letting go of that attachment that it has to be the end-all be-all right now. That's not necessarily true because when you have a big dream like that, when you have big inspiration and big ideas and intuitive downloads for this, it's more of your, it's more of your life path, your life purpose, your soul purpose, your soul purpose, right? So it's not necessarily yes, yes, everyone would like to make money and to be financially stable. But if you have that bigger dream, you're going to take the steps towards it, Mm -hmm. no matter what. Mm -hmm. And then there's always other ways, like you said, to bring in that extra income. And I'm thinking, even when I transitioned from VA to go towards coaching, Mm right away, I did not like fire all my clients, right? Sure. I held on to those clients in the VA sense that still needed my help while I started building out the coaching business. And while I started thinking about, okay, what else could I add in here? What either certifications do I want to get? Or what do I want to explore deeper on a deeper level? Mm -hmm. Um, What is coming up in my own personal journey that I would love to help other moms, other women explore? So yes, I just love that you touched on that. It's not black and white, like some entrepreneurs would make it seem or like you know, some people will tell you, you have to go all in on this Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. for this reason, or you're going to send a signal to the universe that you're not serious about it. Like I don't buy into that, (laughs) but you are serious about it because you're willing to do things around, like you said, the top of the triangle in order to get to it. Yeah. And like just listening to you talk about exploring the different ways that I wanted to express myself and serving others was so spacious because you weren't pressured um, and needing to do it. So you gave yourself a foundation to build off of. And um, because I've overused and self-judging the Olympic gold medal example, Um, so the multiple listeners again will know what I'm talking about I'm going to use a buffet this time (laughs) and this funny pleasure book I'm reading 
um, they're at the Bellagio having breakfast and she's like, every time we turn a corner, there was a whole new banquet table of food. And how could I say no? <laughs> so we'll put it in the context of you're at the Bellagio breakfast buffet, which by the way is now on the bucket list because it sounds amazing. And you have your staples that you've known and eaten your whole life. You have some new food that you're like, what is that? <laughs> and some other new food that you're like, oh my God, yes. And some other food that you're like, yeah, maybe. And you just sample little mm -hmm. bits, little bits and sample over hours of the day because you've paid a fortune <laughs> to go there. <laughs> so you're going to maximize it. So, yeah. you know. I, I hope that that mirrors what you just described and reminds us and me to just be open and, you know, filling ourselves with everything that's available as we progress forward, because that is a more robust, a more holistic, a more fully expressed way to come to something. So God, mm -hmm. this conversation, just epic. <laughs> epic. So let's just come now to a little bit more hard side things. Kelly, tell us like what's going really well in the business. Um, you know, you're, are you producing predictable revenues and what are you looking forward to for this year? Yeah. So lat at the end or in the summer last year, I decided to add in to the business hypnotherapy. Right. So I was doing coaching, but I wanted to add something extra. And it has been just such a journey with that because mm -hmm. it made me realize how hypnotherapy, you don't really think of it in terms of uh, writing. But there's a lot of language that goes into hypnotherapy. And when you're working with clients, mm -hmm. you're kind of creating custom scripts for them mm -hmm. to, in order for them to reprogram their subconscious mind right. in order to overcome different things and areas in their life that they want to mm -hmm. overcome anxiety, mm -hmm. stress, or, you know, limiting beliefs, any number of areas. But so it just made me realize how it was really profound that I had come back or I had circled around and found mm -hmm. a modality that uses my writing talents and that uses the power of language mm -hmm. to help people. Mm -hmm. So those were like two really profound realizations I've had recently yeah. thinking about that. And as I'm leaning further into that, and mm -hmm. as I am embracing that, that is, that is deeply one of my inner skills and inner talents that I was born with and that I'm meant to be doing, mm -hmm. I have found myself attracting more clients organically since cool. I made that mindset shift. So the hypnotherapy, this really, that part of the business is really going well and taking off. And I, it, it all started to me with that mindset shift and just embracing and accepting that is a part of my greater gifts and talents. And I just had to kind of find it in life, right? So like Same, I just yes. had to kind of circle around and find it and realize that was a part of it. And so I'm just so excited how that area is growing cool. and also just creating different offers um, that creating different offers out of that and that combine both like intuitive coaching mm -hmm. and hypnotherapy, which intuitive coaching is, you know, hundred percent like client guided. And it is you tapping into your higher self and your intuition to create what you know you have inside of you, but you just need, you just need someone to kind of be that powerful leader for you, that empowers you to mm -hmm. pull it out of yourself. Yeah. And so that's how I kind of view that as. So I've been creating some really powerful offers that kind of combine that empowerment coaching aspect mm -hmm. with a hypnotherapy. And I also recently got my Reiki level one certification. Yeah. So I'm going to be getting the level two probably next month. And yeah. once I get the level two, I'll be able to take on clients um, online for that as well. Yeah, so there's just a ton of exciting things coming up. Um, I'm just in 
like I'm in this creation mode, but I'm not in, I'm not in that rushed, like I have to create something to make a lot of money right now. Mm -hmm. I'm just letting it kind of ride out. And I have my steady clients and I have, you know, I have that steady income and I have all of that, but I'm just kind of letting everything else be intuitively inspired and guided because I know, you know, I, I have this vision for where I want it to go. Yeah. And so I'm just like taking steps towards that every single day. So you're using the whole buffet. This is, I would say, like use of the divine feminine energy. And that's probably why I find you so attractive, not physically, but like energetically, because you're just like, you're just so in it now, right? And you're in flow and you're also allowing again yourself the space as you have in this whole journey that we've, you know, hopefully clearly articulated of building something bigger, but using all kinds of different ingredients along the way. But yes, it's yes. always about this larger outcome and just supporting it. And, and maybe for us moms, we may equate that um, in a very, you know, similar way to raising our children. We just really want to support and nurture them into um, more love, more them. Yes. But, well, and the harder part as a mom is the attachment, (laughs) but so different ways to um, just be open and going and, you know, trusting the unknown. So just amazing, just amazing. And um, what I, again, especially love is, you know, you're exploring what you can do. And in doing so, things are coming back. So you're open to serve and you're open to receive. And when that cycle is flowing, then we can really um, create and play Mm -hmm. and have abundance. Yes. So very, very important. So for startups, you know, the angst, the uncertainty or the clear knowing just broaden the view to bleed out into more and more of your entire life um, versus segmented parts. Yes. And I feel deeply that when you do lean into having more fun and being more creative and being more lighthearted about things Mm -hmm. that it kind of, it just opens up different possibilities that you might not have seen if you were in that sort of um, strict sort of mindset of, I have to get this right. Or I can't, you know, I, then if I, if I don't, I have to go back to my, my corporate job that I don't want to go to, because I've definitely had those moments where that happened to me. But as I've grown through each year, I would say through Mm -hmm. each year forward, as I've grown, Mm -hmm. I've just started embracing more of that fun and what I really love to be doing in my business. Because for me, if I don't love it, it's going to be really hard for me to stick to it in the long term. And I've accepted that about myself, that that is how my personality is, right? It's in my birth chart. It's in the stars. Like that is how I am. Like I have to be passionate. I have to be passionate about work I'm doing. And of course, there's going to be pieces of the work of the business that you're not passionate about, but then that becomes, what can I outsource? Or do I have the funds right now to outsource this piece? Or can I save up a couple of months and then maybe I can outsource this piece three months from now, and then it'll free up me to be more of the creative person, the creative visionary over the whole business. Because you know it's a long game. You're not looking for an instant gratification. You're not looking for an overnight sensational retirement plan. Right. (laughs) You're looking for purpose and fulfillment and service and pleasure for you and your life. That, Absolutely. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Wow. Amazing. 
uh, as I said already, either when we were recording or not, I'm sure we could talk for a full day or days. <laughs> Clearly, there's a lot between us. So I look forward to just growing our relationship. Um, so grateful and so excited to have had this conversation with you today, Kelly, and I can't wait to share you with my audience and um, help promote and get you out into other networks and collaborate with you on other things in the future. Thanks for coming today. Yes, thank you so much. Um, yeah, I'm so excited for everything that's coming up. Um, I am so just grateful to be able to have these opportunities to have these conversations, mm -hmm. because I think the more we share and the more we talk about these things and bring them to light, it's just only going to inspire more women to yeah. want to do the same thing. So then it is just like this ripple effect that we're sending out to the universe. Yes. And that to me is enough for fulfilling a purpose, right? So honestly, like just knowing that we're impacting women that are listening and that are having their own realizations and their own um, intuitive wake downloads, wake yeah. ups, spiritual yeah. awakenings, just the fact that we're doing that just, just brings so much joy to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, me too, sister. Me too. Fantastic. Awesome. Well, thanks again and have a great rest of your day. Thank you. You do the same. <laughs>